Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my is my good friend and co-host, Steve. It is I. Hello. Hello, Steve. Steve. Well, we're we're in the fucking we t- we said it yesterday. We're in the fucking don't swear, mess man. of snow, and it's I'll swear at you whenever I want. I heard that. Don't think I didn't hear that just because you. Were I thought you didn't hear tiny, that. I was hoping you didn't yeah, hear that. A little tiny face on my computer that I can't actually poke right now, even though I'm trying. Try hear that. Try. Can you get me? <laughs> oh Can no, get me? I can't. <laughs> We're in the middle of a winter snowstorm here in Calgary, and it fucking sucks. You know what happened to me today, Steve? Before we get into the chapter, bullshit. I get what to my car, and I turn it on, and my alarm in my car starts going off. Beep, beep, beep. I don't know why. And I start, like, I press every button on my fobs. I press everything uh, on the console. I, 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 any button that I could press inside that car, which probably wasn't a very good idea, I pressed it just to see if it mm. did something. Was it just like wailing? Was it just going off? Just going off, man. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on. So I call Nissan and I get some guy on the side, on the, on the other side. No, no offense to Nissan, big Nissan out there. If you're listening, uh, oh, almost surely that. something offensive towards the Nissan is going to follow. <laughs> uh, no, whoever it was, just the guy on the other side who was of no help. All I got from him was, uh, eh, I don't know. And there are no service guys here to to help you. So good luck. He's like, hey, I just work here, man. I don't know. And I was I like, like okay. I was it. I, after that, I hung up and I I Googled it. I tried to like uh, workshop it myself. I couldn't find anything. Um, I called my dad. My dad's my dad's more of a car guy than I am. I'm not gonna I'm gonna mince words anybody uh, mince words at all here. But he's a car I dad. Suck it. He's a car dad, and I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to cars. I am not a machinery person. You're not it a makes machine. no sense to me. I'm not a machine. machine. We got rid you know? of machines. But Larry and Jihad. But Larry and Jihad. So uh, I called him and I got pretty much the same answer from him uh, with, I think, a little bit more. Um, sass? S- s- not sass. I'm, I'm, I'm something he was softer love? about it. Yeah, a little more love. And I was like, OK, Tenderness? well, he was like, why don't you just drive out to my place? And he lives out in the middle of fucking nowhere because they're. Yeah, so that's why, you know, they're Gen Xers that have uh suburban homes in the middle of nowhere welcome to so Will's dad cast <laughs> so i just took my car all the way to nissan i walked into the door and i was like fucking it broke i need help and a guy took my keys and he held down a button on my fob and for just a couple of seconds and it was done he's like oh yeah it's a thing that it's it's miscommunicating with each other you just uh why didn't you know that? It, did, did he show you how to fix it? Did he show you what he did? Yeah, he showed me how to fix it. I, I, I'm probably being a little harsher than uh, than I should be. He, he, the guy that helped me was actually very nice. He's I'm a not very sure nice he's, he's a very nice guy. Well, you know, did but, you get his name? No, I didn't get his name. But I'm going to call him Dan because there's a lot I'm of Dan's call him in this Barry. world. Dan's good. Dan's, I think Dan's more general and it's a safer bet. I, I think there's more Dan's in this world than there are Barry's. Yeah, probably. But, you know, Barry's a good guy, usually. <laughs> Listen, we're already, like, five minutes in here. 
I know, and we haven't even started. Anyways, I got Barry. I got my car fixed. Everything's fine, but that was the shit that I had to deal with on my way here. But now it's done. We I get to get out of the snow, hop into Oof. the sand, get in the sand. Ch- chapter nine, baby. Who's reading this chapter introduction? Is it me or you? It sounds like you had a rough go of it today. I believe it's me. Which what page are we on here? Da, da, da. We are on page one hundred six. You're on uh, this another big chunky one, unfortunately. Sorry, man. <clears throat> well, it just so happens that some people call me the Chunky Monkey. Ooh, Chunky Monkey. Many have remarked the speed with which Muad'Dib learned the necessities of Arrakis. The Bene Gesserit, of course, know the basis of this speed. For the others... We can say that Muad'Dib learned rapidly because his first training was in how to learn. And the first lesson of all was the basic trust that he could learn. It is shocking to find how many people do not believe they can learn, and how many more believe learning to be difficult. Muad'Dib knew that every experience carries its lesson. From the humanity, Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. You like that? That was beautiful. Well Still done. done well done, monkey. Steve. You're a chunky monkey. Uh, this path, this chapter introduction actually hit me on a very personal level. Like, uh, I've always taken learning as a... I wasn't a great learner growing up. Uh, I didn't really enjoy reading at all. In fact, I had to force myself to in- start reading and force myself to enjoy reading. Uh, because of this mm-hmm. very fact, like in that this chapter introduction says, some people just don't understand that Muad'Dib. they have like basic capacity. To, I'm not right? Muad'Dib, but pe- but people can s- still not have the capacity to know that they can learn, and that's that's something very poignant and very valuable. I think for especially a young person to hear. You know, if I heard, if I would have heard that. At 13, 14, I think I would have read way more books, maybe done a little bit better at school uh, than I than I than I actually did because it was rough. Oh, it was bad. I mean, I'm just gonna say no comment on that because I'm pretty sure you got me beat to leaps and bounds. <laughs> but don't you don't you agree though? Like it is. Oh, that, I do, um, I do uh, completely. It, yeah. Well, the line it is shocking to find how many people do not believe they can learn, and how many more believe learning to be difficult. Because technically, like, we could all learn anything, you know? Yeah, man. I could go learn uh, how to ride a unicycle, right? If I wanted to. Why am I, why am I not doing that? <laughs> all, all it takes at the end of the day is time. And I think I think so many people are afraid of um, spending time in those investments. You got to be the best. Um, whatever it, it takes. Off. I know I can make it through. Yeah. However, Muad'Dib... Muad'Dib has a bit of a cheat code because Muad'Dib can access all the learnings and teachings that all his ancestors has ever learned in their entire life. So he's kind of got a bit of a leg up. So exactly. I don't know if it applies. To- he's a Kizak counteract, <laughs> you know? So he's, it's a different, it's a different story. Uh, oh, I love it. All right, let's get into this chapter. Ch- uh, chapter nine, Steve, what have you named this chapter? This chapter is called uh, Death from the Sand. That's also part of the title. <laughs> oh man, how am I going to write that into into the show notes? 
Oh, well, I'll figure it out. Um, you're going to have so to chapter- embed an MP3 uh, with a, a real player. I'll figure it out. It's so the little, chapter opens uh, up. It's a little humor. Shut for, the fuck uh, up. I'm <laughs> trying to get to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Chapter opens up with Paul laying in bed, the sneaky bastard. He did not take the medication that Yui Uh-oh. tried to give him to to, to go to sleep. Um, which is like him. we, I, I, I mean, we said it yesterday. Like how? I guess like when your student is tired, you can just drug him. I mean, like, I guess Yui. Just- <laughs> I mean, that's what Yui did. I don't condone it. I don't think that that should be happening. But I believe I mean, it is what's hey, look, place. these are yes. These are these are a, this is a race of people that are far more advanced and t- complex than than what we are. And if they say it's okay, eh? What race eh? are you talking about? Humans? Humans. I'm just saying that they they're, they're more complex and smarter than it. No, they're ten thousand years into the future from us. They're more evolved. You don't know that they they've been through everything that we've been through. Don't don't you fucking. <laughs> right on my parade like that <laughs> okay so paul wakes up uh in this chapter and it turns out he's like i said he's palmed the sedative uh from yui because he's uh looking for a chance to explore the erikeen castle without any sort of supervision you know he wants to be a kid and he he's a got a lot of shadows meow meow he meow meow and he I, I totally get it too because uh, everything that we've seen with Paul, he's constantly he's being told to do something or go he's somewhere basically else. Basically, just on or, a leash of like, here's what you got to do now. It's written in prophecy that you have to do the dishes now. So do the dishes, Paul. And then prophecy <laughs> states you also need to do my laundry uh, for the next every Tuesday for always. It was written it's in a stone nightmare. since the beginning of time. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, as he's waking up, or not, not really waking up, he's not really asleep, but as he's, like, uh, hanging out in his room, he looks around and he's like, this room is weirdly designed for me. Like, it's got everything that I, it's got, it looks like it's everything that I'm interested in. And uh, I just think it's funny when they start describing the, uh, describing the room, it's like, there's, like, a fish head that he can turn, or, like, press, that would turn on the, uh, the the glow globes or something like that. Paul loves fish heads. I'm a big fan of fish heads. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. Enough of them. Um, (laughs) I think that's like a Caladan thing too. Like Caladan, because it's um, kind of more of an ocean water planet in a way. Uh, I think fish and aquatic life uh, are symbols in their culture. So I guess that makes a lot of sense. Um, So yeah, Paul is like interesting how this room is designed. To, <clears throat> to entice me i think that's the word that they use in the book uh even i think it was There's like a, a doorknob is in the in shape <laughs> uh it's an xbox the, even the doorknob is in the shape of a ornithopter like thrust control which is like i don't know what that means. that's sounds fun though i don't know you it know? sounds great i mean like if you th- flew Ornithopter. 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 Shut the fuck up. I'm going to figure out how to get that cut in. Okay. 
Uh, so yeah, his doorknob is like a, it has an ornithopter thruster on it. Don't know exactly what that mean. It looks like or yeah, what understand what that. I don't know. Like, is it this is like a like a like a like, like a, a knob? bar? You know, or is it like a, like knob? a gear shift? Yeah, like I'm I'm making certain hand motions at Steve right now, and yeah, he probably knob. knows. Turning a knob, we're making but, or, knob or, hand or, motions at each other. Or is it like this? Him. No, like if you hold like oh, a like bar, like cranking a lever, like cranking a lever. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's like that, that'd be a cool. That'd be kind of cool. Cha-ching. Yeah, shunk, and then the door slides open. Yeah, okay. I think that looks really, really cool. So uh, he's realizing this, and he's like, "Okay, now I'm gonna go explore the castle a little bit." And he gets up, and he sees this. Uh, device start floating in i think from behind the headboard of his bed or something like that somewhere somewhere in the room he sees this device start mm-hmm. floating up and it's a hunker it's a hunter seeker device uh hunter seeker it's like a device where uh it's used in an assassination i don't exactly know where its origin is but it do you know what hunter seekers remind me of did you say Dune? I know. Dune, you know. Uh, I have an idea. I have. They remind me of something. So what do you? What do they remind it reminds me of? me of the scene in the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Uh, you remember that like device that um, tra- deposited the worms into Padme's like sleeping area. Ah uh, yes. So that the worm dropper. The worm dropper. Uh, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I call it. <laughs> you know, it's a technical term. But I think. Um, the i think there are versions of it i've seen in other there are other versions of it that i've seen in other media where they're much smaller what the one that i actually like quite the most is kind of like a tube with a like a point at the end of it uh that's used in the dune uh miniseries the the sci-fi show I thought the look of that was really a tube with a point at the end. Yeah. Of it? Think of it as like a golden tube about, I don't know about the length of, a, of this pen, uh, but like thicker. And then it has a, like a little needle point at the end of it, but it flies around and it has a little bit of a light goes doot, 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 doot. So as soon as Paul sees that he's like, Oh shit, that's a hunter seeker. And he freezes. And, how hunter seekers because he knows that they look for movement yeah they look they look for movement they're kind of like t-rexes in that way um which is kind of cool but of course much smaller than a tyrannosaurus much 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 smaller (laughs) how to clarify that (laughs) yeah i didn't know you never know um but as he's like looking at this thing he knows he knows a lot about hunter seekers and i guess as a as a uh, duke's son or as a royalty or as part must just be part of the train yeah it's, you know from one of the dads or yeah, something yeah yeah he's like this is what this is um but he knows that somebody has to be controlling it hunter seekers aren't like ai controlled there <laughs> there's no sort of ai in dune so somebody in the building oh they're rc yeah they're rc somebody remote control in the building is controlling that hunter seeker and he doesn't know who and that's and that's uh that's a big problem for paul because now he knows that there's somebody out there in the building that's trying to kill him and he's trying he's processing this information as well as like looking for his next move to save himself and as he while he's just standing still while he's just standing still like going and he's like 
I think he's just kind of processing all his Benny Gesserit knowledge and just really thinking of his way out of this situation. However, luckily, almost almost like I'm, I'm hesitant to say luckily because it could have ended up really bad, but it is a lucky situation. The shout out Mapes, shout out Mapes, shout out Mapes, opens up the door to Paul's room and the hunter seeker then turns the shout out Mapes and he grabs it. And he slams it against the wall. It was, it was like, it was, it was gonna get her. It was like, it was locking on. Yeah, yeah, it was about to get her. Um, and uh, she's like, "Wow, like, thank you for saving my life." I think she's like, I think she now believes she owes him a water debt, something like that. Uh, yeah, she's really weird. She is really weird. But I, Mapes is really weird. I like, and I listened to the, um, I listened to the audiobook after, and her voice on the audiobook is like a this is very strange it's like a um like a really old it's like an insect yeah 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 it's like an insectoid yeah it's it's a very interesting choice but that, i think that's the point of shout out mapes though it is it's she is supposed to be really weird this is supposed to be the first relationship that we have with a fremen and it's super bizarre she's not she doesn't operate on the same uh, level of. I want to know more about shout out Mapes, and I just want to give a shout out to Mapes. Shout out Mapes. But I would also I, like the process of how Mapes got there, because is this a good thing for a fremen? Is this something a fremen wants to do? Is this something that a fremen gets, um, you know, maybe as a punishment? Uh, I think or, or assigned to do it. I think we talked this. about this in, the, in a previous chapter. Um, she is sent there to confirm if Jessica is part of that prophecy. Uh, that they're... yes, but is she? I, I mean, like, is she? Was was that? Was she willing? Is she? You know what I mean? Yeah. Was she sent because she was the best, or was she sent because she was the worst? I think, or was I, she sent because she just stepped up and was like. I would like to do that. I think it might be that actually. I think it's like a voluntary, a voluntary action that she took to go see this because, like, if it goes wrong, <clears throat> she could be killed. You know, like if yeah. if it turns out that Jessica is not a part of this prophecy that they were they were hoping for, and she tries to assassinate Jessica because I think that was implied in that chapter she was going to kill her with a knife. Um, mm-hmm. if that's the case, then like Shadow Mapes is not making it out of that palace alive. There's no way. No, but of course that's not the case. That's not the case. No, l- luckily everything turned out. But I bet you Yui's going to take out Mapes. I I bet you. Ah. Mapes is going to get on to Yui and see what's going on, and Yui's going to... Well, that's the next thing I want to talk about here, is uh, because Paul knows that a shadow... Uh, not shadow, that a Hunter Seeker is controlled by a... Like, it's controlled by Someone. a person. It's, it's RC. Do you think it was Yui hanging outside of the bedroom, you know, with his little remote control iPhone? It seems and, too uh, obvious. I think that's a little, yeah, I agree. I think that's like hanging out of, outside of his room and just waiting for that moment. Like, what, what was he going to do next? Like, was he going to be, uh, was he going to go like, oh, no, I found him there. And like, n- there's no other reason why they did that. You yeah, I mean, like, Frank Herbert might be baiting us there, wanting us to think that it's Yui, um, that it's Yui 
trying this assassination attempt because of course we do know Yui will be betraying. But you know, Paul, he's a little baby royal boy. There's probably a lot of people who want to kill him. There's probably a ton of people, and like, there's threats on all sides. Like, and I think that's also one of the reasons, like, why Shadow Mapes is coming to the room right now is to get Paul to go see her, his father. Um, something about she, it's something about the men, like uh, Paul's men, is coming is coming here to get him, and I felt like it was um, like an urgent business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, do you, maybe maybe I'm getting this totally wrong. I might have to look at that chapter again. But it, it just it felt like it, it was urgent and like Paul needs to go see his father because it was an emergency. And, the way the uh, chapter just, ended. Yeah. Well, like after the chat when is no, I'm not, talking about isn't that how it ended? Didn't he head off to go see his dad yes, at the end? Yes, that's true. But I'm talking about the main reason why Shadow Mapes even walked into the door, like walked into the room. And I think it was on the business of like passing on a message that your father wants to see you or like your father's men are here to collect you right now. And it felt like there was urgent business for him, which kind of felt to me that there was there was more there were there were still threats kind of bearing down on Paul and uh, him being a target. But like like we said, the Hunter Seeker event happened. Things are pretty sketchy in Castle Arakeen right now. Mm-hmm. Sketchy uh, indeed. Sketchy indeed. Um, Paul then says that he's he wants to go see his mother, I believe, uh, to inform her on the on the event. And the chapter wraps up with Mapes telling him that she's in the weirding room, and we'll oh. get to see what the weirding room is next chapter. I'm so, excited for that. That could go in a lot of different directions. What is a weirding room, Steve? What do you think it is? Oh, I mean, it could be anything. Like, it literally could be a room that you go in and there's a big, there's a little circle in the middle of the room of pink goo. And then you put your face in the pink goo and close your eyes and it transports your soul out of your body. And uh, I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going to this. I'm going with this. You end up in a room where everybody's talking backwards and walking backwards. But it all sounds like it's going forwards. You know, there's a little and guy in a red suit and he's dancing. Little guy, yeah, he's I know. His fingers, mm-hmm. he starts telling you the gummy he likes come back, and you're like, "Oh man, really? <laughs> Juicy fruit, tropical berry." Yeah, I love that. And one. when you come back, when you wake back up from the weirding room, you want some of that damn good coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A slice of cherry pie. Uh, yeah. Slice of cherry pie. Yes, I have seen one episode of Twin Peaks. Everybody. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to just plug myself for like probably a year or two in the future. Uh, check out my Twin Peaks podcast <laughs> called uh, Twin Steves. I don't know. We're working on it. I would call it damn good coffee. Oh, that 100% already exists. There's probably so many great, uh, great named Twin Peaks podcasts out there. Oh, a million of them. But we can my be a log part of has too. something to tell you. My log has something to tell you. That'd be a great Twin Peaks podcast. Name. Oh my god, you're nailing it! You're nailing it. But this uh, po- but that's the podcast the- is not what it seems. I'm sorry, I could just go. I could keep going. Uh, but that pretty much wraps up the chapter for us today. We have Paul going to see his mother Jessica about the current event of people, uh, potential traitor inside the castle trying to assassinate him, and Uh-oh. we'll catch up with them in the next chapter. Um, I don't want to spend any more time on this. It's already a short chapter as it is, and we've already like doubled the length of what the 
chapter you can read the chapter (laughs) yeah that's all that's what we do we just take those five minute chapters and we just talk about them for 30 minutes (laughs) hey you know we do it for you we do it for you yeah sign us out steve i'm just gonna say that we love you and uh hey you know thursdays are tough but uh you know they end and then Friday comes. Wait, is today Friday? Or is today Thursday? Today's uh, Thursday. Today's Thursday. Which means, guys, that tomorrow will be Friday. And we'll be closing out the week with Chapter 10 of Dune. <laughs>